Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. Happy New Year. I can't tell you how excited I am to see 2022 in the rearview mirror. Although it had some major highs, it also contained some pretty dark lows. And I know that this coming year is going to be one to remember. So today, I want to break down frequently asked questions, get us on the right path, and take this year on by storm. Let's dig in. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I said, I want to wish each and every one of you a very happy new year. This is the first episode of 2023, and I really am excited to not only talk to you all today about frequently asked questions, breaking things down, and really setting us up for success, but I'm also really excited about the things I have planned for you for the rest of the year. We're bringing in more guest speakers because they add such value and color to the story that I'm trying to share, as well as taking even deeper dives into specific topics that I have seen come up over and over again, whether that is working solely on a kitchen, and I'll detail out the specifics that you should be looking out for when you're managing, as well as designing the space and also go into a deeper dive about working with contractors, because I know that that is a topic that really stresses designers out. So let's get started with today's episode, which I really want to discuss the frequently asked questions. So I'm often asked, Renee, what is the difference between renovation and construction? Because I do construction management. I don't really do a lot of renovation management. And While this topic comes up mostly around the course, Renovation Management for Interior Designers, that I built to detail out the sequence of events that a designer needs to manage throughout a project, I chose the word renovation over construction for two reasons. One, I didn't want people to only think of construction as a ground-up home, because that is often where we use that terminology. So I didn't want designers to think, oh, well, I don't do that. This course doesn't apply. Now, what I'm learning is those who do both renovation and construction didn't know if the course applied because they do more ground up construction. And the answer is simple. You can't do a renovation without construction. And I use those words interchangeably. So construction management and renovation management, in my opinion, are the same. Now, the one caveat I will put to that is I don't want people to confuse construction management with a general contractor because those are different roles on a project and most states have licensing requirements to become an actual general contractor. What this podcast is all about is an interior designer managing 
construction projects, whether that's just renovating a few spaces or whether that is ground up construction. I do both and I discuss how I manage both situations because they are different, especially since most clients will live in the home while renovations are going on. And yes, that's a whole nother can of worms that I'm happy to go into in another episode. So that sort of ties into the next question I get, and that is the difference between builder specs and managing a project. So I have a lot of designers who reach out to me and they do builder specifications. And what does that mean? So a builder needs specifications, in particular, if they're building more than one home, right? They might be doing a subdivision and you might have builder specifications, three or four different varieties, depending on which model they're building. That doesn't necessarily mean that a builder isn't going to hire an interior designer to build out a specification package for an individual residence. So what that means is they hire the interior designer to create the specifications, and that can be everything. That can include furniture. It can exclude furniture. It can just be kitchen cabinetry, countertop materials, tiles, flooring, paint, things of that nature that are really more considered construction objects, or it can, like I said, include furniture. And what it is, it's a one-off. In my experience, you hand off your specifications and then the contractor that hired you to do it, they take it and implement it. So there's no actual management of the project. It is giving the roadmap to the finishes that will be put into this home during that project. But the designer doesn't stay on that project beyond the initial design specifications. So there is a difference. And I want to be clear that this podcast is taking a designer through the management of a construction or renovation project. And that can take on two different roles. One, for a very large home or ground up construction, there is traditionally a construction company that is hired to build it, right? A designer doesn't have the licensing and the permitting abilities that a construction company has. So you would have an architect, you would have a contractor, and in my perfect world and what I want for each of you, you will have the interior designer on board. So it's a very different role. Your role is still managing, but you're managing as the advocate for the client and not managing the actual trades. That's what the GC or the super, they you know have different names sometimes, but it's the same role. That's his job. Your job as the interior designer would be to manage the deadlines, the specifications. You're still creating that specification packet. It's just you are then processing, whether it's the orders, you're processing the timelines, the receivers, deliveries, things like that. You're also going to be managing issues that come up along the way. And we've talked about this before, whether that's reviewing the switching plans, the lighting plans, whether you're reviewing the flow of the room, if you're brought in early enough to have some effect on that, whether it is, you know, switching some windows around, which is somewhat difficult to do with architects, but there can be times where you can influence the actual design of the project if you're brought on early enough. So that is still, you will be weekly involved, you will be at those same meetings, you will be, whether it's with your client or independent of your client, you will be that client advocate throughout the entire project. 
I just finished one of these. It took over three years to build this house. Some of that was COVID related, probably should have finished a little over two years. My clients both worked and therefore they needed someone that was skilled in the industry, knew the language that was being spoken and would act on their behalf. So I started on day one. The plans, unfortunately, were set. There wasn't a whole lot I could do about the physical structure, let's say the envelope of the project, but I was able to make some incredible changes and valuable to my client changes to the lighting, the switching, the cabinetry, the layouts inside the rooms, right? And so I went to the weekly meetings, I went by the site two, three times. I was in charge of maintaining the schedule that was presented to me by the contractor, meaning the plumbing was going to be roughed in at this week and that week. Therefore, we had to have all valves, all everything selected and on site prior to that. You know, the the list goes on and on. So that's one role an interior designer serves when managing a renovation project. And it is still considered management, even though there is a supervisor and or GC managing the trades doing the work. And frankly, um, they love it when I'm on their sites because they have to do less work, right? They can just sort of go, okay, Renee, here are our deadlines, meet them. And now sure, they're there to help if I need some sort of assistance or what have you, but really they don't have to do all that extra work that they would normally do if the client didn't hire an interior designer. They also would be forced to make more of an aesthetic or design decisions along the way, which make any contractor I've ever met cringe because it's just not in their wheelhouse. It's not what they do. So I find that these larger companies actually enjoy having me on sites because it not only does it lessen their load, but also it lessens their need to step in and make an aesthetic decision for a client that they aren't comfortable making. Okay, so that's with really large construction projects. And I find that most additions or what people would maybe categorize as a renovation don't hire that large of a construction company or In my opinion, they shouldn't because there's just too many layers of supervision. They'll be spending more than they necessarily have to. So the second role and what I find to be the more common role for a lot of the designers I've spoken to are ones who are kind of the lead of the project, meaning the client reaches out to the designer. They tell them, I want to do a kitchen, a bathroom, a small addition, what have you. And then the team is built. Now, there has been some confusion in the, with people saying, well, I don't want to hire a, a contractor. No, a designer should not be hiring a contractor. One, that contract should be written between a contractor and the homeowner themselves. One, it's for legal purposes. You should never be responsible for someone else's work. And two, I just find it a smoother transition because once this project is over, they may need that contractor in a year or two after the project. And there's no need to have the designer sort of as the go-between. Hey, Renee, could you call Jim and ask him about the nail pops? And it's silly. Just you remove yourself from that situation. There's no money in it for the designer. And frankly, there's no need to have that middle person. However, the designer can recommend contractors. They can and they should be helping their client vet 
these contractors and trades and subs so that the project team is the best it can be, that knows what they're doing for whatever the scope of the work is, is well vetted, meaning you actually call the referrals, you run down their information, you check online for any reviews that may or may not be there. And that is part of the designer's role in this situation. Then moving forward, the designer is the one keeping the schedule in conjunction with the contractor. But again, the contractors I work with are more than happy to hand that off to me and let them just come do the work because that's actually what they enjoy the most, right? They didn't get into construction so that they could do the paperwork and the timelines and making the client meet deadlines for decisions and specifications. That is just not what they got into the business to do. So again, the designer's role is large, right? That's weekly meetings. It's maybe more than two site meetings a week beyond that, depending on how large the project is, depending on the issues that may or may not come up, and depending on the client and their level of comfort with days going by without a designer there. I've had some clients say, do what you need to do, Renee. And if that's two days a week, great. If it's five days a week, great. I've had other clients say, I want you there daily. It makes me more comfortable. And, you know, so every project is going to run in a different way, but the steps are still the same. And that's what I want to get across to everyone. The designers listening want to know more about renovation or construction management. And that is my third point. There just isn't enough support for designers in this kind of subsection of interior design. And that's what gets me excited. I want designers to be more confident, to be more knowledgeable on construction projects. One, because I know we can. I know it's incredibly important for an interior designer to be an expert in order to stand out in our incredibly oversaturated industry. But secondarily, I know designers are doing it right now. They're just anxious. They're twisted up in knots. I mean, you should see the emails I get from people. They don't know how to respond to a situation. They're all in their heads. And trust me, I have been there. I know this angst. And I also know how to get out of it. And I know how to improve. And I know how to excel at renovation management. Now, there is a lot of information out there, thankfully, how to manage an interior design business, how to set up contracts, how to base your fees on levels of experience and scope of work about how to hire, how to plan for things. You know, there's just so much information out there about a general design practice that I truly don't go into those categories. Not that I won't. And so when people ask me specific questions about it, I'm happy to cover it. But I feel it's covered in a lot of other areas, some amazing podcasts out there that can teach you all of those pieces to this amazing puzzle that is an interior design firm. So I have leaned in heavily to what I really love and know best, and that is renovation management or construction management. I'm still working on that. So if anyone has any ideas what might make this a little clearer, please reach out to me. You know how to find me. So ultimately, here's the thing. While I was on vacation over the holidays, I finally caught up on a lot of my magazines and these emails, and then we all get them, and we all think, oh, that looks interesting. I'll get to it. And six months go by, and nothing ever happens. So I actually got to some of them. And what I saw 
didn't surprise me, but I wanted to share with all of you. Right now, they are saying that a kitchen and a bath renovation, that a homeowner can get up to 75% of their investment back when they resell their home. Think about that. Up to 75% return on your investment? I can't think of too many things that get you that kind of ROI. If you do, please let me know because I'd love to invest in something like that. And then the second piece of information that really blew my mind is that Americans are spending 400, wait for it, billion dollars each year on residential renovations and repairs to their home. Let me repeat that. $400 billion. Now, are they all hiring an interior designer? Absolutely not. But should some of them be hiring an interior designer? Yeah, I can say that without even thinking. And would some of these people hire an interior designer if they knew there was an expert in their area? So this is the tricky part. My personal opinion is yes, they would. And the reason they're not is because they aren't sure who's an expert and what makes an expert. So there have been times I've talked to designers who've called me or they've emailed me to set up a call. And of course, I go on their websites. I want to, you know, find out where they're from, what they're up to, you know, maybe get some background information. And more often than not, under their services, they don't list renovation management. So when I get on the call, of course, the entire call is about renovation management. And I say to them, I'm like, wow, is this a new offering? Is this something you've always done? I didn't see it listed on your website. And I'd say pretty much everyone says, oh, I know. Well, I don't put it on there because I'm just not comfortable selling that service. And that's what I'm calling about, right? And they go into their list of things they have questions about. Okay, well, I challenge them at the end of all of our calls are you now going to list this on your service? Or will you list this after your next job? Because again, most of them are working renovation management. They just aren't listing it. So of course, how on earth can you sell a service that nobody knows you're offering? So this is my point. This is the point of the podcast. And for those of you who followed me from the beginning, thank you very much, by the way. I just I just really am honored This podcast is for designers. The course I built is for designers. I want to see all designers who want to take on this service set themselves apart from the other designers in their area and become an expert in renovation management to have the support they need. You can get that through this podcast. You can get that through my Friday emails. And if you aren't getting my Friday emails, I really recommend you go on my website and sign up for them because they're like a little mini lesson in each one. And sometimes they're just goofy stories that I share off of my experience from job sites. And then there's the course, which is comprehensive. Now, these podcasts, if you've been listening, I'm on 104. Yes, you're going to be able to glean a lot of the information, but you're going to have to listen to all of them constantly on repeat in order to learn it. The course has it all contained in the course for a reason. It is a self-guided resource that shows step-by-step what a designer should be doing when they take on a renovation project from start 
to finish. It really is something that just isn't out there. And I encourage all of you to go on my website to check out the details. I even have a video on there that shows the inside of it because again, I get it. There's nothing else out there. And frankly, I don't know why, because so many designers are doing renovation management. There's just no one talking about the nuts and bolts. And that's what I want to do for each of you. So I am going to finish by saying I am happy to talk about pricing. I am happy to talk about fees versus hourly. I just feel that that is covered on a lot of other podcasts and courses and online that my goal for this is to cover something that isn't being talked about. And that's the actual work. When you step on that job site, what are you supposed to do and how you're supposed to succeed each and every time? So like I said, I have an exciting year planned. I I really can't wait to start unveiling it and presenting it to each of you. There are some great people I've convinced to come on who aren't normally on podcasts. That will be a very new experience for them, but I know I have such a lovely audience that they will be kind and understand that they're there to share their specific niche inside of this crazy field that we're working in. And I know that it will have the layering effect that I want to be teaching even more in depth about our renovation management needs. So that's what I've got. That's what's going on this year. I'm excited to hear the feedback. If you have a specific idea for an episode, share it with me. I love these kinds of things. And that's where a lot of these come from, by the way. It's from the listeners saying, hey, I learned this, but what about this aspect of it? And I think, oh, yeah, I know someone that can talk about that. And so I track them down and I haven't convinced all of them. I will say, I I won't publicly shame her, but I'm working, I'm wearing someone down right now that I really want to talk to. Not sure I'm going to be able to do it because she's like, what? Never been on a podcast? I don't even know. No, no, no. That's weird. I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, I might get to her eventually because she and I work a lot together. But there are times where a designer will email me and, and it turns into an episode. So that's what I love about this. It's interactive. Although you're listening to me, God only knows where, in your car, or you're walking, or you're on your way to a job site, I'm sitting alone in a room. But to me, it feels very interactive. And that's part of the goal. So that's it for today. I really can't thank you enough for your time, for showing up week after week, and I look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today, and feel free to join me on social media at Davinia Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.